Welcome to Still Dead from Chippers Media. I'm researcher and right biter, Dr. Kelly Jones. And I'm story expert who thinks that poodles are wicked bad luck, Lonnie Diane Rich. And we're here today to talk about Angel, Season 5, Episodes 9 and 10, Harm's Way, which is a skipper, and Soul Purpose, which is a watcher. I saved the summit by killing the skank who tried to frame me, and all I get is get me some coffee. Whatever. Let's raise the stakes. Way, Harmony is having a very bad no good day, which starts with her being snubbed by the other girls at work and ends with her waking up next to a floppy haired douchebag. Then she discovers that said FHD is dead from a vampire bite. He also just happens to be the trusted liaison for two warring demon clans that Angel's trying to negotiate a peace settlement with, and she tests positive for human blood, and Angel has a no tolerance, all decapitation policy for that shit. While trying to figure out what happened, Harmony knocks out the blood test guy, Lorne and Fred, and then dumps them into the maintenance closet while she searches for the person behind it all, which turns out to be Tamika, a stenopool vampire who desperately wants Harmony's job as Angel's assistant. She and Tamika fight, and she stakes her in the conference room. The warring tribes accept this as justice, even though no one knows that Tamika confessed to it all, and all the evidence points to Harmony, and whatever. It's the most adorable, poorly written episode of any TV show ever, so... Okay. Harm's Way aired on January 14th, 2004. It was directed by Vern Gillum and written by Elizabeth Kraft and Sarah Fain. All right, Dr. Jones, here we are in Harm's Way, which is one of these episodes that we've really been looking forward to. And I'm really interested to know where this lands on your pH scale with Stake This at Zero and Lost Your Soul at Six. Well, it's one of these things where I'm like, oh, I love this episode. I love this episode. And then I watch this episode and I'm like, huh. <laughs> so <laughs> I gave it a four and I mm-hmm. think it might have been a three, except for the Wolferman Hart employee video at the beginning, uh- <laughs> which rounds it up to a four. Um, and Harmony is fantastic. But I feel really bad for Toby's death being played for comedy and a lot of the coincidence and stuff was just silly so it's a generous four yeah (laughs) i'm giving it a generous 3.5 i mean this episode was fun (laughs) but the villain confesses all at the end was so tragically weak and just lazy fucking writing and that drives me crazy i mean harmony had no proof of what tamika did all the evidence actually stacked up against her and honestly the only reason i rate it this high is because mercedes McNabb is so goddamn delightful as harmony and she makes what would be an otherwise episode you know pretty enjoyable so yeah i'm and i'm kind of in the middle there but <laughs> but i do have some moments of perfect happiness or you know moments of adequate happiness i mean harmony Harmony is adorable. Mm -hmm. And as much as this episode annoys me, I love it mostly because Mercedes McNabb is Harmony. She's just so great in this role. And I love uh, one of the things that just delights me are the little nicknames that Harmony and Lauren have for each other. Like she didn't do it in this episode, Mm -hmm. but she calls him like Lorny Tunes, you know, and he calls her Harmonica. And there's just something so incredibly sweet about that. We get two little Lauren. So when we get him in this like sweet relationship with Harmony, it is just so cute um and i love you know this whole working girl vampire thing you know is fun it doesn't work for me in the whole like wider world building of this which i think i'm going to talk about that a little bit later about how harmony sort of violates 
a lot of the ways in which this world is built, you know. Um, but it's so fun seeing her like she do, does her best to be recognized. She's working really hard. I like that she has some capability. Like she's coming up with really good suggestions and nobody's yeah. listening to her and nobody's appreciating her. Um, and I, I like that they didn't just make her, you know, a constant joke, that she actually does have some capability, you know. Yeah, and she does her research. Like, she knew more about the dietary requirements of the summit than anybody else. Yeah. Nobody would listen to her. Yeah. You know, she figured out that someone spiked her thermos, and she knows that Wesley's really the one, you know, with the hots for Fred. Like, she's right about a lot of things. But nobody listens to her. Yeah, no, it it is really weird. And, you know... And this is the thing, like, I'm so conflicted about a lot of these things. Like, I I actually really love the girl time with Fred, like when they go out for drinks and Fred is so sweet and all that. Um, At the same time, you know, they're talking about Fred's romantic life and she's just like, yeah, Knox is cute. And oh, Wes is cute. And I'm like, no, like Fred, (laughs) Fred is not going to be like that about that like her whole thing with Wes is deep into the bone and that's not something she's going to just like casually gush about Knox sure she'll be like oh Knox is cute blah 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 but like the whole like her admitting that that Wesley is so hot like no their 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 history is really super complicated and I don't think she's ready to kind of like face that yet based on everything mm-hmm. else that we've seen so it's it's a weird like kind of out of character moment I also don't see her hanging out with you know a vampire um I just I don't see it in Fred like I see her being nice and being kind you know because Harmony's off the human blood and has been really trying and making an effort. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It felt, it felt a little weird. So I, and this is the problem with this episode for me. I love so much of it. And yet mm-hmm. all the things I love also kind of really annoy me about it. you know, <laughs> Cause it just sort of breaks the world a little bit. Um, I love Spike showing up for Harmony at the end, you know, which I think is really, really sweet. And I really loved this moment, too, from Harmony, like at the end when she's, you know, begging basically not to be decapitated or at the very least not to be fired. You know, she's like, it's not like I have a soul. I have to try a lot harder. And I'm like, you know, that is such a great line. And it's, you know, I think they could have done a lot more with that whole thing, like, which is actually a real, like, conflict of actual identity versus chosen path. The idea, like, can you go against what is your essential nature? Like, what is her essential nature as a vampire is to be evil, which I think we've established to a certain degree. We've also established, too, that, like, who somebody is at the core of like, you know, who they are when they're human transfers over a bit into their like vampiric existence. Like we've seen that with Spike, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Harmony, uh, because she, uh, like I, she's evil. Like when she's, when she's, she's a mean girl in high school. Like she's, she's really mean to Cordelia. Like there's so much in the past, in the high school times that has Harmony being worse as a human than we see her being as a vampire. She doesn't have that kind of evil vampire edge and she's 
fun in that way, but like the the harmony that we saw like over in Buffy, say season five, you know, is very different from this harmony. And even the harmony that we saw, you know, when she came in to, to Angel in season two, when she and, you know, Cordelia reconnected and then she turned on them because she's evil, because she's a vampire, because and at the end of that episode, we were all like, well, that's her essential nature. Like now that she is a vampire, this is who she is. And yet we have her working so hard to be good for no reason. Like it's hard for Angel and Angel has a soul, you know, it's not the demon in me that needs killing Buffy. It's the man, right? Like that kind of chosen path versus, you know, who you actually are and the things that you have to struggle with having this vampire within you has been done so beautifully. And yet with Harmony, we really kind of skip over it for the joke it just feels weird to yeah. me. It does. And like some of her true nature, like if you outgrow the mean girl, which, you know, she's had some years right. since high school. Right. We see some of this in her, like her little uh, be your best collage over her mirror. Oh, my God. When she's getting ready. And I love that morning montage, especially right. when she like brushes her fangs and then <laughs> lifts up her dresser to get yes. her shoot. Like, it's mm-hmm. so adorable. Yeah. And even when she's under pressure, you know, mm-hmm. she knocks people out and puts them in the closet. She doesn't try to kill right. anybody, mm-hmm. you know, and and like the I so owe you guys dinner. It's like it's really, really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and And maybe it was. The exposure to being in a situation where she's trying really hard and people just don't like her. Right. They're like, she's been humbled by life a little yeah. bit mm-hmm. or unlife or right. wh- <laughs> whatever <laughs> the case will be. Um, but some of her enthusiasm, like when she's out with Fred and she's like, you can teach me about life and I can teach you how to dress better. <laughs> like, <it's> st- <laughs> like some of that is still in there yeah. with her. But for whatever reason, she has decided, like when Harmony decided she wanted to be like in charge of a gang of vampires, like she went out and got her own crew. Right. When she decided she wanted to to take the lead in that pyramid scheme, she did it. And now for whatever reason, she's decided to be, you know, like modern day sex in the city. Right. And whatever she tries, she tries real hard. Mm -hmm. And I really, really love that about her. You know, yeah. So I, yeah, it makes no real sense in a lot of ways, but right. I also kind of just enjoy it. I do, too. I know I really enjoy it, you know, but God, we got so close to this, you know, to harmony as an expression and a reflection of like Angel's internal struggle, you know, all the time. Yeah. Having harmony as kind of this lighter, more comedic reflection of that. And I love that one moment. And then we don't get a whole lot of that. And, you know, I mean, Harmony is a comedy mule. Like that's her mm-hmm. job is to be there, be cute, be funny. Isn't it funny? This, you know, girl vampire who is, you know, all girly and all of this stuff and yet still a vampire, you know? Um, so I don't know. It's just I don't know, it's weird. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more when we get into the research questions. As far as like moments of perfect or 
adequate happiness. Um, Spike is also part of that. Um, I I didn't care in the yeah. beginning when he you know was not going to say goodbye to Harmony, you know, or whatever. But when he shows up for her at the end, like I said, you know, I really enjoy that, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I also enjoy the way that he's talking to her, like he's sharing with her why he decided not to go find Buffy after all. And he says, "It's just I gave up my life for her for the world, and if I show up now, flesh and bone, my grand finale won't hold much weight. All of it won't matter." You know, Um, and I I love that as a motivation from Spike to not go after Buffy, you know, to not go Mm -hmm. find her because he he had such a great exit, you know, to go and find her now would would undo, you know, what he did. And and I kind of really like that. And I also like the fact that both of them, when they're talking to each other, you know, they'll spend a moment you know, talking about the other person. But like then Harmony goes on her whole thing and she's talking about, you know, you take her for granted. And he was like, oh, he's like, I never took her for granted. Oh, you, you know, and he like realizes that. <laughs> and then he goes back to talking about himself, you know, which is just, and then she start, makes it like he says, you know, it won't matter. And she's like, just like me, I don't matter. But then Spike does that really sweet thing where he's like, well, you matter to Tamika. She tried to kill you. And people don't do that if yeah. they don't care, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it was really and I, sweet. I really appreciated him cheering her up yeah. without hitting yeah. on her yep. and without lying to her. Right. You know, he wasn't like, oh, you matter to me. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, no, someone tried to kill you. You exactly. matter. <laughs> exactly. And I love that. I thought that that's such a spike way of, mm-hmm. you know, cheering her up and all of that stuff. So I thought yeah. that was I thought that was yeah. really great. I like that a lot. I did too. I also have to give a shout out to the number one boss right. coffee mugs because it delights me. And <laughs> my my favorite present my son ever gave me sits on my desk at work. Yeah, and it says "World's Most Okayest Mom." Oh, oh. and <laughs> it just cracks me up. So I'm like, every time I see that mug, it just makes me smile. Oh, <laughs> oh and that reminds me, Lonnie. Yes. This episode of Still Dead is brought to you by Harmony's Portable Coffee Mug Warmers.com. Tired of standing in the microwave line with your backstabbing colleagues or worried that one of them will spike your thermos? Harmony's Portable Coffee Mug Warmers are stylish, compact, USB powered, and able to heat any liquid except holy water. They come in a variety of colors, patterns, and of course, unicorn prints. And with our BOGO sale, bite one get one half off you can order enough for all your friends go to harmony's portable coffee mug warmers.com and use the code chip dip thing to get your discount today or instead you can take the five dollars you might spend on harmony's portable coffee mug warmers and give it directly to chipperish media so we can keep making the great podcast you love visit patreon.com chipperish to find out more god i love those I love those, and I'm glad they happened in moments of perfect happiness, because now I have to move into stake this. Um, Okay, the whole Tamika as villain thing is the worst villain plot story thing. This entire, let me confess my evil plan, is so fucking dumb, I cannot even. And then when they're fighting, okay, and here's the thing, like, the fight, it's kind of fun. Like, it's fun seeing Harmony get to do, like, the action sequence and do the big fight and all this kind of stuff. And so that was cool. The I'm still not sure how I feel about the chopsticks. 
Um, on the one hand, it's really cute. On the other hand, you're not going to get a chopstick through a like yeah. a, a rib plate. Like it's just not going to. So anyway, um, but at the same time, all right, you know, fine. I believe that we have staked vampires with with pencils before, so you know, fine, let it go, let it go. Um, but you know, I mean. We have this whole, like, you know, Harmony is this vampire finding it easier to work in the regular world and try to live by the quote-unquote good rules, even if she can't actually be good. And, like, okay, Harmony will get an exception for that. Like, why are any vampires working for Angel? You know, like, Angel's a vampire with a soul that should disgust them. Um, you know, like... Why? I, I Well, I don't know. And again, that's, I, I'm going to get to that in research question, because that's like basically the core of my research question. As I started thinking about this, you know, it, it just seems to like break the world of the angel verse and the Buffy verse as to what vampires are to have like Harmony's one. Like she gets an exception because she's Harmony and Harmony is quirky and weird and different from all the other vampires, you know. Why anybody else is working for him? Why she's, you know, so upset that Harmony is, you know, why she doesn't do just regular, like, less effort backstabbing, you know? Harmony is not, Angel is not that fond of Harmony. Probably wouldn't be that hard to get her fired, you know? Um, I don't know. It's just, it's all so weird. It's such a, she's such a bad villain. And she's a vampire. Why is she working at Angel Investigations? Why does she need that job? She can just be a vampire. Yeah, I don't know. Um, let me think. Because it's supposed to be funny. I I don't. Guess. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like, know. Like why? May- yeah. Maybe the new human resources at the new Wolferman Heart. Like okay, okay, okay. So the beast killed everybody. Well, yeah. To me, it's also said she was there for like five years. So also, right? How did she not get killed? Damn it! How was she on vacation that day? I guess she was on vacation that day. Well, but everybody on vacation that day was killed too. So like, except the Steno pool. They keep forgetting. They keep forgetting that they killed everybody at Wolfenart. These are all new employees. They keep forgetting. Right. So I was just thinking maybe they, you know, because you have a short, you have a shortened talent gap, right? Like you've got this crunch for recruitment. Mm -hmm. So they're like, okay, okay, okay. We're going to try vampires and see how they do. But yeah, she couldn't have been there for five years. Well, also, it just, Wolfman Hart used to have like a vampire um, alarm. So if a vampire came into Wolfman Hart, so before they didn't have vampires working there. I think Angel probably had to change. I mean, that's a little hypocritical. Like our CEO is a vampire, but no, 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 you can't. Right, work no, it's true. Fair enough. Like, yeah, you know. But I mean, but if she'd been there for yeah. five years back then, they didn't let vampires in the building. Right. Yeah. They. So okay, what these writers need is one of those giant post-it notes on right. the wall. Everybody like, died. Things to remember. <laughs> Everyone died. <laughs> at, yes, at, with like an right. asterisk. Yes, yes really. really. Yes, everybody. Do you remember what you did last. And yeah. then like. We used to have vampire alarms. Like, yeah, they they need to, like, make some little memory cues. If Lila's still dead, (laughs) then everybody at Wolverine (laughs) Heart is dead. If I don't get Lila, I don't want anybody who worked there before. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) The other thing that I stake in this episode is, like, the Demon Summit. Like, I don't care. It it seems so weird. I mean, I get that Angel is trying to do good, you know, and everything. And diplomacy is definitely the way to go with inner clan conflict. But demons 
are supposed to be soulless monsters that are out there killing everybody. They're not diplomats, you know, like, and every now and again, we do this. Like when we had, you know, Doyle's wife marrying into this demon clan and we've got all these demons that are trying to like, you know, like live normally within the world. And like, we do this a lot, but then when we want demons to be evil, they're evil. And that's a metaphor for like the evil in the world. And then when we don't want them to, we come up with these like other things, you know, creating demons as human analogs, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it's you, when you trade your metaphor out, it breaks the metaphor. And this is a problem that we've had like throughout the run you know when we do this you know and it never really it's like you're having it both ways you know yeah. either they're human analogs or they're all evil like right. i don't know it's 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 so weird yeah it's it's so weird and and i had two little things to stink too yeah one you could say good morning mrs jacoby like <laughs> come on you don't have to be a bitch yeah. You don't have to be a total bitch. Like, like yes, I mean, you don't have to like all your neighbors, whatever, mm -hmm. but you can you can say good morning. It's not gonna yes. kill you. Like yes. I mean harmony might kill you, but but whatever. Just, right. Oh, God. <laughs> and <laughs> the other thing was, like, I have watched Angel several times. Yes. Did I miss the part where Fred went to medical school? Oh. Because sure. I thought she was a physicist. Right. And now she's doing autopsies and like, I, you yeah. know, I get if you're skilled in science, you can apply that skill in many ways, but a vampire autopsy seems, or, or like, you know, a vampire bite, death, yeah. and you know, what it seems really specific and she's like right. measuring she the things. She's not, right. she's not gun. She didn't get a brain upload yeah. and physics and biology. I mean, I, I'm not a science person, but as I understand it, they're different. They, they. I think they're they're different classes. I'm pretty sure. I didn't do real well yeah. in science, but I think they're different skill sets. Yeah, so and forensic like, huh. forensic medicine also is not yeah. her specialty. I mean, yeah. So all of it. Yeah, that's a little weird. But it's it's like one of these. You know, again, a post-it note, which is like Fred is not a doctor. <laughs> Fred is not a medical professional. And right. she runs a team full of scientists. Somebody in there could have been, we could have hired an extra. We could have, we could have given an actor some work and had them do the autopsy and report that to Fred and it would have been fine. Yes. Like a supernatural medical examiner would oh, be a sure. great addition to this awesome. team. Like let's get rid of Knox. Right. And hire <sighs> a badass. Yep. Supernatural yep. medical examiner. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I can't, I like, I just, I can't even, so. But that brings us into research mode. And this is something, of course, that I've been talking about this whole episode. Um, but this idea of, like, Harmony as the vampire, you know, working at Wolfram, being a working girl, all this kind of stuff. Um, and then I started thinking about it. Because I keep asking this question. Why is she, she's evil? She's a vampire. They live in nests and lairs and all this kind of stuff. And then I'm like, but wait a minute, right? If you are a demon... You know, in a human body, 
Like the whole thing with vampires is that they pass as human, they go out, they lie, they seduce humans, and then they eat them, right? So mm-hmm. why are they living, you know, now the big question, as I think about it more, is not why is Harmony, you know, passing as human and having a job, but why isn't every vampire passing as human and having, why are they living in nests and lairs and, you know, living this like animalistic and crypts, animalistic existence when vampires like comfort, you know, they like things, they like, you know, they, they passing as human helps you get more humans to eat, you know? So mm-hmm. as I think about it, I'm like, okay, why shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't vampires always be passing as humans? Shouldn't they always have apartments and jobs and, you know, whatever? I mean, granted, you know, Wolferman Heart helps because they've got the tempered glass, but you still got to get to yeah. work. You have to do daily you commute without getting shift. in the sun. Yeah. yeah. Like you've been working the night shift or working a different place. Like, so I don't know, like to me, I, as I think about it more, but again, that's not the way they built the world. And this is, this is what happens is that they build the world a certain way and then they violate it for a joke or for something that's fun. And, you know, and if we're going to violate it for harmony, fine, that's a special circumstance she gets passed. But, but in the, in the end though, you know, as I'm asking these questions, because that's the way they built the world. When you look at the world, like, why are they living in crypts? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and then I was thinking about the rules of the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because I don't remember or if, it, if it's because it's been murky or whatever. But I'm guessing the rules say a vampire doesn't have to be invited into the home of another vampire. I don't think because so. Because Tamika just helps herself. To Harmony's yeah. apartment. So I was like, and okay. also, okay, I, this stupidity. I I forgot about this and the stake this part. So I'm just going to go back. <laughs> like, but the stupidity of this is that Tamika, like, Harmony goes out to this bar, right? Tamika didn't send her to that bar specifically. Harmony just happens to, you know, flirt with this guy who just happens to be the demon liaison. It just happens to be the only one that these two demon clans trust. And then she, Tamika just happens to roofie Harmony on that night. And I, what, I, what? Like how, how, what a stupid plan. And how could she control for all of those variables? Just, and even. we just happened to find out that Wolfman Hart owns the LAPD? Yeah. 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 No, all of it is just, it's all, it's its really, really stupid. All right. So anyway, on that, I'm going to brood. Harm's Way is cute and funny, but ultimately does not affect the overall Angel story. If you skip it, you don't miss much except Harmony being cute. And you get that basically in all the other episodes anyway. And with that, we're going to move on to season five, episode 10, Soul Purpose. In sole purpose, Lindsay and Eve try and fail to play at Lila's level, playing Spike and Angel against each other in ways that really don't make sense. Lindsay pretends to be Doyle and fakes visions to turn Spike into a helping the helpless hero, while Eve torments Angel with paralytic parasites that induce sleep, illness, and nightmares. But before Angel is put in a permanently vegetative state, Lindsay warns Spike that Angel is in danger so Spike can save him 
And then Angel realizes that Eve is up to no good, and none of this is logical to me. And can we please just have more of Lindsay singing at Karen Toss? Because that was real good. Soul Purpose aired on January 21st, 2004. It was directed by David Boreanaz and written by Brent Fletcher. All right, Dr. Jones. We are here at the perfect happiness scale for soul purpose with stake this at zero and six for lost your soul. Where are you? Okay. Um, I gave this a three, but I mm-hmm. just, <laughs> okay. I've had this script in front of me for yes. a long time. I It just registered that David Boreanaz directed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, that name looks really familiar. That looks really familiar. <laughs> I know this guy. So like, good for him. Um, yes, good for David. So I feel I feel kind of bad giving it a three. Um, I I <laughs> like the idea of Spike embracing helping the helpless, you know, against Angel losing faith in his purpose. And I, unlike you, really like dream sequences. But yeah, this episode doesn't make sense, and no. and there's a lot to stake. And oh god, damn it, I miss Lila. I know, I know. The absence of Lila makes everything, like, if she had been doing the Eve role in this whole season, it would have been so much better. God, I miss Stephanie Romanoff so much. All right. Uh, For me, it's a three, and that's a really, I think, generous three. Like, Spike (laughs) playing the angel role, you know, as hero, helping the helpless um, is just great. I love that. And especially like as he berates the people he's rescuing. <laughs> if a stranger comes by and offers you candy, don't get in the van. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of adorable and I kind of love it. Um, and he's so cool. He's got the, you know, stakes shooting out of his, you know, wrist holders, which is always awesome. So it's fun seeing him play that role. And of course, always wonderful to have Lindsay back. Um, mm-hmm. Angel, once again, having tormented dreams because a woman is drugging him in his sleep is a retread of what we have already done and Darla wore it better. Um, Lindsay's playing from an old playbook and he should be smarter than that. So yeah, I just, I didn't care for it that much. There, there are nice moments, but yeah, there are. And and if Lila had been in charge, it would have been a brilliant plan and it would have worked, but I I did have some moments of perfect happiness. um, Mostly that are spike. Right. And you know, I, I like the, the, if you just take like Spike meeting Lindsay as Doyle and yeah. compare it to Angel first meeting Whistler, mm-hmm. you know, Spike is much more suspicious. Yes. Um, and Angel was much more willing to believe mm-hmm. in a champion destiny. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And I kind of love him just throwing Lindsay against the wall and being like, if you know so much about me, you must know I get really violent when I'm being played. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love just- that. I love Very it. Spike, you know? I love it, yeah. And I like the, some of the hero dialogue gets a little, I don't know, it's a little much. Yeah. But when the, the vamp tells Spike to get lost and he says, I already am, according to some. And I'm like, Aww. oh, you just can't help being poetic, can you, baby? Like, I you just, know. I kind of like it. Yeah. Um, and I, I like him asking Lindsay, you know, mm-hmm. what does Angel have to to do with this and Lindsay like is very Lindsay in that moment and he's like well nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah honey come mm-hmm. here let's let's yeah. let's just hear you talk for right a while we just yeah the the man is beautiful Lonnie and he's yeah. got the best voice oh, and is. accent and the boots and, and like yes can, he, yeah mm-hmm. I just but but this isn't the best Lindsay yeah so no, that, you know not. that 
that kind of bothers me. Um, but when Wesley is getting the reports of the vigilante vampire, mm-hmm. and he's like, he asked the women he saved if they'd like to get a bottle of hooch and listen to some <laughs> sex pistols with him. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. delightful. Yeah. But I think my favorite Spike moment was when Wes and Gunn come to his new place. And he, yeah. and Spike still sees Rule from and Heart. Like, he's not in this world of gray. Right. You know, he still sees very clearly. And mm-hmm. he's like, you get reports. You sign checks. And you write memos. A mm-hmm. place like that doesn't change. You don't change it. It changes you. Yeah. Which is And so I'm like, great. yeah. You know, it's it's so great. And, you know, he, he says the compass needle keeps spinning and the world gets murkier and murkier. And, and he's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and so I did. Teller. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I really did appreciate that. Um, and I had some moments with Angel. Um, I really like the dreams, but we'll talk about that in research. Yeah. Mode. Um, <laughs> and I can't wait because I know that's not one of your favorite things. No. Um, but I really did appreciate that even asleep and under poison, Angel sees the truth about Eve. Mm-hmm. Like, I like that. Um and I like him in the beginning talking to Gunn and Wes saying, hey, CEO, right here in the dark. Yeah. Are we doing this because it's right or because it's cost effective? Right. And the the more tired and worn down that Angel gets, mm-hmm. the closer he gets to seeing what Spike is seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like yeah. that. And I felt really bad for Angel because insomnia and nightmares suck. They do. They really sucked in season two when he did all of this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Good point. <laughs> we have kind of we've played we, this we've, playbook. We've yeah, kind of seen this before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then I really liked Harmony when Fred said they should check on Angel, and Harmony's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, act like we care." Great plan. <laughs> that that was really Harmony's, cute. Harmony's real, real cute. I like when she says, anytime something with runes on it comes in, I'm supposed to tell Angel immediately and try not to read the runes myself because that can cause a fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's, she's so she's cute. She's just great. Yeah. She's just great. But it, it made me really sad in an episode that is so much Spike and Lindsay. Yeah. That I have to stake so many things with Spike yeah. and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right away at the beginning, first of all, of course, they have to set this conversation in a strip club because whatever. Yeah. And when Lindsay comes up to Spike and Spike's like, not really my type, Mary. I'm like, oh, dear God. Yes. Because how many episodes has it been since we've had gay panic? I don't know. Yes, exactly. Like, it just gets so fucking old. I know. And and I did like Spike in some of the ways, you know, like you said, berating the people that he saved. Yeah. But we get this slut shaming or this victim mm-hmm. shaming. Mm-hmm. You know, what did you expect alone in this neighborhood? I have half a mind to kill you myself. Right. And he calls her a moron, and he says another word that I will not repeat on this podcast. No. And I'm like, which Spike, by the way no. is is on Angel. That word is so been said many a times, lot. a lot. And it is so offensive. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it it really bothered me. Um, no, it and is. I mean, Lindsay? I love him berating. Like, I I, I love the yeah. I love the line about the candy in the van. <laughs> 
you know. Oh, yeah. um, but at the same time, you're absolutely right. Like it was victim shaming. It was victim blaming. And it's like, you know, she just who knows how she ended up out there. But it's none of your goddamn business. And you don't get to judge her. You just saved her. Just save the woman and move the fuck on. Don't be an asshole. But at the same time, yeah. it's, it's always fun. Like Spike, the, the turnaround of that, this, oh, thank you so much, my hero. And he's like, Jesus, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah and that part i'm okay with and there's yeah. ways to do that that are funny that without be better exactly yeah without victim shaming but yeah Lindsay mcdonald okay what you is know this? i love you know i love him yes you know i love him yes but pretending to be doyle Why? is a not okay and right. b dumb as dirt because yeah. at some point Spike and Angel are going to talk or right. someone could have already told Spike about Doyle. Like, yeah. Like what? Real well, Spike really? met Doyle. Right. Spike was there. I at, thought in, Spike like, had the met third Doyle. Episode. Spike yeah. met Doyle. Right. He talked to it with Doyle. the ring. Yes. Yeah. When Oz came with the ring. The yes. Of Amara. Yes. I'm like, absolutely. I, yeah. It was just, it was so yeah. dumb. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, uh, I don't know. It, I, yeah. It, uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's incredibly just, dumb. It makes no sense. And, and then, Lindsay's smarter than that. Yes, it, you know, it just it infuriates me. Yeah. Um, and then we get a little bit of Wesley Westplaining, mm-hmm. which I don't like because, yeah, you know, like when Darla shows up pregnant, Wesley says vampires can't get pregnant. And this episode, Angel's like. I feel sick. And Wesley says, vampires don't get sick. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, would you stop <laughs> Wes splaining and look at Angel? The dude looks right. sick. Yes. Like, come mm-hmm. on, man. So I had to stake that. But mostly, mostly, I need to stake Eve and her stupid, stupid, stupid earrings. Because <laughs> right. What the hell? Like, what the hell? What? what? I've never seen those earrings before either, Eve. I'm and this so is this is the she, big clue. This is the clue away. because Angel remembers earrings from his dream when he was sick and delusional and poisoned. Right, and everybody's like, "Oh, you're right. It was Eve in the well, yeah, solarium with the candlestick." <laughs> the like right. what? <laughs> well, I mean, Angel has photographic memory. Like we've already That's covered true. that. Like he does have photographic memory. But Fred, I don't think that we've given her that particular skill. And also, like. I don't remember any of the earrings that my coworkers wear. And granted, Where, I do I, not have I, I, Fred's attention to detail, so fair enough. But well, maybe she picked ridiculous. it up in medical school, right? I, I, <laughs> I don't know. know. It was so dumb. And yeah. also, Eve is a terrible liar, and that position a terrible. Everything. You know, you need to you need to have Lila level lying yeah. ability. Yeah. And her little backing into the elevator, you know, maybe you should try looking inward unless you don't like what you see. I'm like, run away, Eve. Run away. You're done. Right? You're done. No, I've always like, I've always hated Eve. I've always hated Eve. Yeah. And while we're staking things, I'm just going to say, Angel, stupid fucking dreams. <laughs> hate the dreams. Hate the whole thing. Partially because I hate the dreams anyway, but also because uh-huh. we did this already. Like, yeah. I know recycling's a thing, but recycling these storylines is not going to save the planet, so just stop. Oh, my God. Recycling your storylines is not going to save the planet. There <laughs> is a goddamn bumper sticker, and I want it. 
Oh well, see, gosh. I am a sucker for dream sequences, which will okay. bring me into research mode. Mm-hmm. Because I think there are things in there that were interesting. And the first time we did this, they weren't actually dreams. Like Darla was actually there. Well, but, they were dreams, I mean, yeah, though. I mean, Darla was there yeah. in the room with him, but what yeah, the scenarios he was imagining were dreams. That's true. Because she but was she poisoning was, him. She was with dr- some yeah, mystical thing. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. But the content of the dreams I still found really interesting. Because, like, in Angel's mind, you know, Spike drinks the Mountain Dew and then Angel yes. dies, but he burns up from the inside out the way Spike did when Spike saved the yep. world. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was that was really interesting. And, mm-hmm. you know, Wes in the dream, Wes stakes him and Fred dissects him. Yes. You know, so it, it's it, like the way that he sees them hurting him are very different, mm-hmm. you know, ways. And, like, his heart is a dried up little walnut and his soul is a fishbowl. And, mm-hmm. you know, when Fred says you're empty and there's nothing left, just a shell, I think I can hear the ocean in there. I mean, first Mm -hmm. of all, spoilers, we'll get there later. Right. But the ocean seems to be a callback to Connor. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, I think part of Angel's soul died when Connor threw him in the ocean. Oh. Because he's never been the same. He never fully came back from that. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and then, of course, Spike fucking Buffy and I'm like oh my god Angel's subconscious needs to grow up but well right and using those lines from yeah, Buffy from previous yeah. like when it's, it's obviously not her and obviously that was, well that was I mean, it was her it was in the context those are lines from Buffy the vampire so from the show like they just yeah I mean I'm at the actress from the show. Was, right 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 like yeah. it's yeah she's not there it's not you know we don't have Sarah Michelle Gellar there playing these you know lines are are doing something so it's like recycled lines out of context from you know from Buffy and it just isn't it doesn't fit it's not it doesn't feel right it's just weird it's a whole weird thing it that that part was really weird but Mm -hmm. the um the concession stands for Wolfram Mm -hmm. and Hart for watching the apocalypse was freaking hilarious (laughs) um and the fairy turning Spike into a real boy. But it's like, yeah. and then Angel becomes the male guy. Mm-hmm. And Angel tries to sing for Lauren, but he can't because yeah. he doesn't have his real voice anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Wesley saying, we paid good money for this. We we paid blood for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think Angel's subconscious has a lot of stuff to work out. Right. Um, and I, and I really did appreciate that, you know, that and then that last dream, you know, relaxing in the sun with his friends, with them all mm-hmm. telling him, you can stay forever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. And so he's letting go of a lot of that hero identity while Spike is embracing it. And and like, I, I did really find that interesting, but I'm trying to See, be See, I don't very, think very he's generous. letting go, though. Like, the whole thing is he's now that Spike could possibly be the Shanshu vampire, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's like threatening Angel's identity. But we've already established through so much of this that Angel is not invested in the Shanshu prophecy and that he doesn't care about that. And if nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do, which is like kind of the mission statement of Angel, except when we decide we want to make him you know, jealous that Spike could possibly be the vampire that gets the heroic destiny instead of him. Mm-hmm. But he's never been invested in that destiny. He's never been invested in the outcome. You just save people because you can while you can. And that's it. 
You know, you don't get a prize at the end, you know. So that's always been his, you know, his approach to this. And it's been always really neat and philosophically crunchy. And then they kind of just undercut it in this really weird way. Yeah, it it feels to me like part of his grief and part of like everything he's gone through is that he is stepping away from that. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's how it feels to me. Yeah. Season five is a different show. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think that is the mission statement anymore. Right. So but I love that. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. That. So I like I. that. Yeah. I did too. Um, but, you know, my last research question is just what the fuck? Why? Like, yeah. why do Lindsay and Eve want to replace Angel with Spike? Why send Spike to Wolfram and Hart in time to save Angel? Right. Did Spike buy into this champion thing in like 48 hours? Like yeah. it. It makes none of it makes any no sense. sense. None of it, it makes, makes any no sense. sense. Yeah, I it don't know. I don't sense. know what the hell they're doing. It is. It is really like they're they're trying to do Lila shit without yeah. thinking through the Lila shit. Like yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was very confusing. So with that, I'll brood. Mm-hmm. Uh, sole purpose is a watcher because it shows that Eve is out to hurt Angel. Um, and I guess it highlights the conflict of two insold vampire champions, but it doesn't actually answer any of the questions it raises, and it makes no sense. Right. <laughs> All right. So, Dr. Jones, what is making you thirsty this week? I think I'm jaded. Like, I was Aww. entertained by these episodes, but I was too frustrated by the writing to get thirsty. Like, even I for need- Lindsay. Even oh, yeah, this was not good, Lindsay. This yeah. is this is not good, Lindsay. It makes me real sad. Yeah, definitely. All right, so what's your favorite part? Oh God, the opening Wolfram and Hart video. <laughs> That's right. No more employee sacrifices. Like <laughs> I will watch that clip over and over and over again. It is so oh, damn funny to me. So, <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite part? Oh, Spike is the hero. Spike helping the helpless. I love it. I actually do. I really do love that twist. I think the mm-hmm. way that it's executed with Lindsay is incredibly stupid, but I love Spike in that role and kind of embracing it. You know, even though he's like, yeah. I was saving people before you came along, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that he's just, he's trying to do good while he can, you know, and he's kind of embracing this hero identity. I really like it. All right, to join in the discussion on Twitter, follow me at Lonnie Dynrich and Kelly at Dr. Kelly Jones and use the hashtag still dead. Still Dead and Everything Chipperish Media Produces is made free and ad-free by the generous patrons who support us to the tune of a dollar a month or more and make it possible for us to no longer have employee sacrifices. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out more. This episode of Still Dead was brought to you by the Chipperish Media Producers who support us on Patreon at the Power Producer level. These people are the reason why Still Dead is coming to you free and ad-free right now. So thank you to our November producers, Jonathan, Noel, Kristen, Alyssa, Erica, Shelley, Alice, Abigail, and Sarah. And this week's special message for our power producers, we so owe you guys dinner. Visit patreon.com slash chipperish to find out how you too can become a Still Dead producer. 
Other ways to show your support, write a great review on Apple Podcasts, tell your friends about the show, or dial 529 for curses. <laughs> we will be back next time with Season 5, Episodes 11 and 12, Damage and You're Welcome, both of which are watchers. Until then, let's get a bottle of hooch and listen to some Sex Pistols.